The following episode of The Walking Dead Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios. Matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates, Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook, and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now, we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead podcast. We always think there's going to be more time. Out. It's the Walking Dead podcast. Got any advice for me? Yeah, I'd say make a run for it. This is the Walking Dead podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Walking Dead television show on AMC and the Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! Back here. So sit back, relax, and join the herd. of the walking dead podcast yes i'm not alone <laughs> it's the voice of reason has returned no. reason the other the other I, yeah i'm going a little farther yeah. this is scott you remember me scott yeah you're full of shit oh yeah yes. what's your name again yes exactly <laughs> God, and I am here, and I'm full of shit, and uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All that stuff. And here with me, as always, meaning he's always here when I'm here, except when he's not, which is very, very rarely, and that's because, you know, he's an important secret agent. Yeah, we'll go with that. The government, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be Mr. Gary. Hey, it's me. Mr. Gary has been manning the ramparts virtually alone. I've been off in other lands on my own odyssey through various root canals and <laughs> new jobs and all kinds of fun stuff like that. In but which now I... we're reunited and it feels yeah, yeah. so good. <laughs> Let me just stop you right there. Now you're making me <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've turned into one of those people over the summer. I actually drink decaf coffee. Decaf oh, well, coffee. Yeah, yeah, I know. Wow. Well, over this over the summer, in connection with the uh, root canal that I had, uh, I have stopped drinking soda altogether. Probably Not even carbonated choice. water now. Wow. Yeah, it's quite a change. I was hoping to get off uh, soda completely by my next birthday, but uh, and so now I'm down to even reduced caffeine. 
quite significantly. Uh, yeah. Have you, <laughs> so, a, have you noticed a difference once you got past that hump of... Yeah, I feel very weird. <laughs> so I have one cup of caffeinated coffee per day and one cup of decaf, you know, to hmm. cancel the... So, yeah. See, so they're probably going, hey, I'm glad you're back to talk about such stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah I'm... I don't know. That may, that may make it in. That may not. <laughs> but um, Anyway, we're back. Both of us together. It's true. It's true. And yes, I missed the show. And I'm glad to be back. But Gary <laughs> kept it going. Which is I tried. I tried. Good because normally, really, what? normally over the summer we get busy and like, yeah, we'll put something on and then we don't. But Either we, we don't really make plans or we make plans for like five different things that we're going to do during the summer and we get maybe yeah. one or two, you know. Um, but no, I wanted to try something a little different this time. And for, you know, two or three months, I had pretty consistent yeah. weekly stuff. And um, we had a really successful contest to wrap it all up. Even um, had a winner in the UK, had to ship out something out there for the really? first time. That was pretty fun. Um but yeah, it went really well. People were sharing poster, uh, posters, pictures of their packages and whatnot that they got. Little, uh, just little gift packs full with Walking Dead goodies we've gotten sent to us over the years, and um, it was really fun. That's great. Well, thank you yeah. so much for doing that. I, I just was not going to be able to do much. Of course, summer. So I'm glad that you kept it going. Otherwise, because yeah. you get that dead air in there, and it's like, uh, is the show still around? <laughs> That's We've actually been having a fun little push lately. Have you seen those uh, Nike ads? Yeah, yeah exactly. People love those things. The the Negan one especially really took off. Yeah, I, I do like that one. Uh, the one with Rick, one of the ones with Rick about uh, yeah, yeah, believe in something even if it, even if you have to sacrifice Herschel and Dale and Carl and uh, <laughs> and T Dog and Lori. Yeah, it literally yeah. goes with the whole list of like. Yeah. 20 people that have died, you know, um, it, it just yeah. doesn't compare to the Adidas ad that I sent. <laughs> that one's pretty great. Although I really can't remember, uh, half of the message. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, but cool. no, um, the Negan one's funny too, where it's, uh, believe in something. You only have to give away half yeah, your half shit. Your shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Pretty good. Yep. I, so I think it's just worked out great. Thank you so much for your work on the, facebook page i try to stay off of facebook whenever possible the only thing i really check on facebook anymore is the page and that's just to see what what you're putting up there but uh thank you so much for all your hard work it's great of course of course i had to keep the uh engine running for us and i thought you and dakota did a really good job yeah i liked having him on hopefully we'll get him on soon we've been talking about doing um some sort of episodes about fear the walking dead or something, because I know that's something we've always wanted to do too. Well, that's interesting that you should bring that up. But before we get into that, we have our sanctified boilerplate mm -hmm. from our uh, fantasy legal department. <laughs> um, this is episode 216 of the podcast. As always, you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page. Is that still on Facebook? Yes, it is on Facebook, <laughs> which is the evil incarnate of the world, uh, but it's there, and so we use it. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of like Microsoft. <laughs> anyway, Facebook.com, <laughs> as opposed to Apple, <laughs> which I'm saying using my Microsoft uh, laptop with Microsoft Windows, and yes, Microsoft, Microsoft Edge. Edge. Microsoft Edge, while I drink my coffee from my Walt Before Mickey mug. <laughs> nice. Check that out on Netflix. Great film. Indeed. Yes. Uh, anyway, it's facebook.com forward slash walking dead podcast. You can also give us a call on our voicemail line. It's a dedicated line for you, 561-501-1483. And let us know what's on your walking dead mind or whatever other mind you have. Again, that's 561 Five zero one one four eight three. I just so, imagined like James McAvoy and Split, just like calling us five different times with different <laughs> different uh, personalities. Oh, was he the one who was in that? Yeah, I couldn't tell. Is he like bald? Yeah, he's totally. Well, I guess that's not totally different. He did a Xavier too. Um, but yeah, he uh, yeah, he has the shaved head. I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, 
All right. Well, let's move our our show along here to the main event. It's our preview of season nine and other stuff. Thanks. <laughs> stuff and thanks. All right, well, <laughs> always wanted to do that. That was great. I did, great an, art, it out. I did an art appreciation joke, but I'm not going to do it here because they'll be like, what in the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, anyway, what were we talking about? Stuff oh, and yes. things. Yes. Stuff and things we're going to do, but <sighs> we'll do that first. That was going to be number three. We'll do it first since... It's on our minds. Um, as far as Fear the Walking Dead, I uh, mm. really wish you hadn't spoiled stuff for me, but... Uh, I was know. trying to segue, but I guess it No, kind of that failed. other guy, one of the other guys spoiled it, but I'm like, oh. thanks. <laughs> this is just like that time I made the mistake of reading the Game of Thrones Wikipedia page, and Gary, I learned too much. Oh, yes, yeah. I learned too much, and I was very, very upset with myself because... I just went on there to learn how to spell, make sure I was spelling the name Baratheon correctly when I made a <laughs> meme related to Donald Trump and Joffrey Baratheon. And, you know, the professor and me wanted to make sure I had everything spelled correctly, like an idiot. And I read that page and I kept reading like an idiot and I learned too much. Well, uh, you might note, though, Scott, we did put a, a spoiler warning in front of the podcast. I so. was driving. There was no way I could stop it in time. <laughs> you could have just not listened to it until you were caught up. I can't take my ears off when you're talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am very compelled by everything you say, I'm even sure. when I'm not listening to anything that you're saying. I am very compelling. So I couldn't stop. You know, it was either that or getting a car wreck. So I well, just I'm glad listened. you didn't get in a wreck. I just listened and, and experienced a bit of a metaphorical car wreck. <laughs> what? what? But you didn't say how it happened, so kind of, you know. Sorry. Oh, well. That happened to me with Mad Men, too. I read the damn thing, and all right, well, now I don't have to watch it. I did anyway. Of course. I, I mean, know you have how to something it. happens, you know. Yeah. Not like... Babylon 5, which really doesn't hold up anymore. Really? I haven't yeah, watched it Yeah. Uh, well, I watched it when it was on, you know, on its first. Yeah. It went off the air in 1998, so. Yeah, I remember watching it back in the yeah. day, but. I've always been a fan of Bruce Box Lightner since the first Tron. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. it. Yeah. So, anyway, I got through that. Finally saw what they were talking about, because I'm up to, I finished Episode eight of season four. Um, so anyway, it's still better than the main show, huh? Well, you know, uh, we're going to get to that later too. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just—we're not following a structure today, as you can tell. Um, let me coffee here will help me get. Um, yeah. So, fear the Walking Dead. I thought I'd never say this. <laughs> if you listen back to season two and I was like, uh, this show is just not doing it for me. We're not recapping it anymore. Yeah, I think in many ways it's better than the main show now. Scorched Earth, you dick! Is Morgan a part of that? Yeah. Well, um, this season, but I... Last season three, which I watched long after it finished, I kind of binge watched it. I had heard from other friends of mine that watched The Walking Dead that they really liked season three of Fear the Walking Dead. And I'm like, they must just have, you know, very low standards. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they really like Z Nation too, which I haven't never, ever watched past season one. Yeah, I mean, and that was more like, I want to like this. I want to like this. I want to like this because we're doing a podcast on it which we were doing at the time in the asylum. Yeah. I want to like this. I want to like this. Although we were just going to recap the entire season 
rather than episode by episode because I can't do I can't do an asylum show every week. But you know, yeah, it, I I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I would. Sort of like Sharknado the second time I watched it. Yeah, me too. The first time I thought it was so god awful I could only watch it in three installments of 30 minutes at a time i remember that it took a while to get through it for three days i'm like i can only watch 30 minutes of this at once (laughs) yeah then when i saw it the second time i'm like you know what this is actually a lot of fun it's so bad it's good and then and then sharknado 2 they actually had more money Mm -hmm. and i actually love sharknado 2 and i don't know what the hell happened in sharknado 3 it reverted to sucking again or four or five I didn't go to four or I think what's five is the one that just came out the last one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, please, please be telling the truth. <laughs> they need to like put that one out of its misery. But I mean, Ian Ziering lucked out there. I know he didn't even want to do the original one, but he needed yeah. to take work to keep his benefits. Relaunched he his took, career. Took that and he's like, it did so well. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything other than there were zombies. There were flying, flying uh, zombies in a storm. In a storm, in one of the episodes of Z Nation. Really? Yeah, and she says at least it's not sharks. A zombie Nito. <laughs> yeah, but they. She says. I forgot they had a crossover. Not, at least yeah. it's not sharks. <laughs> well, they made references in in Z Nation and then in um, Sharknado Three that that character they sort of made an adaptation of her in sharknado 3 warren where the character in the z nation her name is warren and then then the, in uh, sharknado 3 they made her character warren as well making yeah. making a reference about sharks and zombies i forgot about that that's funny yeah because it goes at least it's not zombies <laughs> and she said at least anyway kind of that's a dead horse calling shut up and move on uh, <laughs> Yeah, Mister Ed talks to you a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, just, just you're blathering up. again, man. <laughs> it's a Come on, man, just stop. It's a coffee. Yes, it's your decaf and coffee. That's no, this making is you crazy. Is caffeinated now. Oh, that's the full bar. Oh, yeah. whoa! It's the lack of. <laughs> it's the lack of Pepsi in my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, diet Pepsi too. I stopped drinking. Hard to quit. Ten years ago. Because I want to, you know, not die. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I never thought I'd say it, but I'm, I actually, especially this season, I really like it. Fear the Walking Dead. It's really good. The way they're telling the story mm-hmm. in two different time frames, they're kind of explaining because in order for Morgan to go there, they either had to like show Morgan in the past, which well, he would have been crazy, Morgan. But then how did Crazy Morgan go from Atlanta to Texas, but then back to Washington? Yeah. Uh, So they had to make a time jump in Fear the Walking Dead to bring it up to the present point where uh, The Walking Dead left off. And as you guys mentioned in your last show, the very first episode of the season premiere of Fear the Walking Dead is really all about Morgan. Hmm. And the first 30 minutes... Is Morgan's living in the trash dump? Yeah. Where um, Jadis and those fucking trash dump people were. <laughs> and he's visited by uh, Jesus, uh, uh, Carol, and then Rick. And they're asking him, basically, why don't you come back to Alexandria or the hilltop? And he's like, basically, I don't even remember if he talks at all but then he he leaves he starts walking like Forrest Gump running mm-hmm. he just walks hmm. and he ends up in Texas <laughs> <laughs> wow but no the the way the way that premiere opens it's really good because they added some new characters in there one of which is played by Garrett Dillahunt who's a great actor yeah i love that guy plays a, a character named uh, John Dory who's an ex police officer and uh, it starts off with him sitting there by his vehicle with a fire. And he's like, he's either cooking or he's reading. And you can tell this is a guy who's very capable because he's not afraid to be lighting a fire out there in the middle of the dark. Mm-hmm. And it's not clear 
it's not clear when this is happening, but he's hears a, he hears like somebody cracking on a branch, stepping on a branch in the these woods that are right near where he is. Yeah. And he basically he's dressed up kind of like a, a cowboy a little bit, you know, with a uh, kind of a pistol holster and a, a revolver holster and the hat and all that. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking. And you see, he's he says, you know, why don't you come on out? We'll talk. And he tells him a little bit about himself. And then so then a zombie walks out and you think he's been talking to a zombie and he kind of thinks he's talking to a zombie and then he shoots it hmm. and it goes down. And then just right after it falls, you see Morgan is standing there behind him, just getting ready to stick it with his, his staff. Hmm. And he's like, <laughs> for a moment, he's like, dude, you almost you can see the look on his face. Dude, you almost shot me. Hmm. And then the rest of that episode is about him getting to know this guy, John Dory. And then they meet another character, Al, who's driving like a tact- a big tactical vehicle from SWAT mm-hmm. with like machine guns on it. <laughs> Pretty cool. Smart. And you're wondering, well, where the hell are the, the characters we know from Fear the Walking Dead? And then at the end of the episode, um, there's a woman that looks like she's hurt, kind of staring up the road, and they stop to get out and help. And just as Al, who's played by Maggie Grace, I don't mm. know if you remember who she is. Yeah. Maggie Grace, for those of you who may not recognize the actress's name, she plays Liam Neeson's daughter in the Taken series. And she was also on Lost and a number of other things. Um, she, and her thing is she was a journalist. So she, she makes a deal with them if they, if, if they let her record them telling their story about mm-hmm. how they got that she'll drive them and, and help them out. Seems kind of risky for somebody to do, especially yeah. a, a woman traveling by herself. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they, Al, Althea is her name. Al gets out of the the vehicle to go check on this woman, and when she gets up close, a woman turns around and like grabs her and puts a knife, like a big sharp object, across her throat, and then a couple of other people run out from the side, and right then you see that the the woman that pulled the knife on and uh, Al is um, Alicia. Mm. And then the people running out from the side is Nick, uh, Lucia, I think his name is Lucia, and then uh, uh, Strand. And of course, wow. she, conspicuously absent is Madison. Yeah. So, And that's the stuff that's occurring now. Well, then the next episode, that's the very end of the, the season premiere. And the second episode tells the story of our group. And there's uh, some context in there exposition context where they've been there in this stadium for a year with this other group of people and they like have crops that they grow and and it's kind of telling you're learning a little bit about what happened since the end of season three is madison in the flashback stuff yeah or the yeah yeah okay and the way they tell the story at least through the first eight episodes is that one part of the story is the stuff that happened before and the other stuff is that's happening now. Mm. And the stuff now is a lot of the, our group dealing with the people who caused the problem in the stuff before. Okay. The enemy that they meet. Interesting. And it's interesting that this enemy is a group of people and their leader says, you give me all your stuff and I'll let you live. Hmm. Not half, but he does it in the ways like you can either give me your stuff and live or we'll wait you out until you run out of food and stuff. And what they do is this other group will scavenge the area and try to grab everything that's possibly of use so the people in the stadium can't get anything. Mm. And then they did some other stuff to kind of hasten the demise, but um, that's the, the bad people. Where's the stadium at? It's in right outside of El Paso. Oh, okay. I think. I think it's in it's in Texas. But I think That's it's right what I was wondering was if it was uh, if they were already in Texas or they still had to get yeah. to, out of Texas to, to uh, meet up with current time. No, in in current time they're in Texas. They're okay. not by the stadium. They go back there at a certain point. But um, interesting. Yeah, the, the the season, the last half of season three, which. They do the same kind of thing with Fear the Walking Dead that they do with The Walking Dead is that it's almost like two different seasons. 
comprised yeah. in those 16 episodes. And the, the second eight of season three was uh, mostly a different, it encompassed at least the last half of it encompassed a completely different story almost than the first part. Okay. And I actually like season three. It was like season two of The Walking Dead, but with more action and a larger cast in a bigger area. Hmm. But uh, and especially the second part was consistent with my maxim that Fear the Walking Dead is the refuge for former actors from Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> because yeah. the bad guy in the last half played the, the antagonist in one of the seasons of Sons of Anarchy. Have you been watching Minds? Not yet. It's on my list. I figured. Yeah, I've got it. The, I've got the pilot downloaded to my iPad. Mm. Yes, but I had to finish other things first. I had to finish um, first um, my uh, Chicago Med, which I really like. Yeah. And then, and part of it's because I'm from Chicago. And then after that, I had to finish um, The Orville. Oh, good show. And Modern Family. I really like The Orville. I love it. I can't wait. I, the only thing that stinks is we have to wait till December for it to come back. But yeah, I mean, I when I was listening to the Star Trek Discovery podcast, which mm-hmm. was the official, supposedly the official podcast of Star Trek, and it, it got discontinued because CBS oh. Radio sold it. Huh. Somebody else who wasn't interested in doing podcasts, but they, they one of the the one of the re- recurring narratives that they were advancing was that anybody who complained about stuff about Discovery, like for example the aesthetic redesign of the Klingons was just really complaining because they didn't want to pay for CBS all access. Hmm. And I am, I wanted to call them up, go fuck you. <laughs> I pay for the commercial free version of CBS access and I don't like, and I complain about that too. Yeah. So they were making a point about, and it's something you said to me that Orville was really more Star Trek or really more of what Star Trek has been or we under we we've come to like about it than Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. And that's because Seth MacFarlane is a huge Star Trek fan. In the same way JJ Abrams was a huge Star Wars fan, Seth MacFarlane is that much of a Star Trek fan. And so he's also got one of the executive producers from Star Trek, uh Voyager, and I think the next generation and Enterprise is part of the production team for Orville. Uh, but I think that it's like watching the next generation in terms of the themes and the, the music and all that. The music is really good too. It's just yeah, really it well done. And I agree. Anyway, off, yeah, off the, good stuff off the tangent, but, um, it's what we do. Yeah, I know. Well, we haven't had a, we haven't talked together in a while, so not really just occasional messages here and there, yeah. but we don't really, we haven't really gotten a chat. Like we it's should nice. be forgiven the tangent here. I mean, at least one per episode. I think that's fair. Of course. Of Maybe course. even two or three, you know, but at least one per episode. We're, be- we're better than we were before when we spent most of it in one episode talking about Superman. <laughs> well, once, once you started watching Smallville, we got on the Smallville tangents a lot. And then that one episode, yeah. we talked pretty much yeah. about Superman. I feel time. very embarrassed hey. about that. Okay. Yep, but back to the <laughs> back to <laughs> uh, Fear the Walking Dead. I think it's, like I said, I never thought I'd say it, but... Uh, I like it now better than The Walking Dead. I mean, that can only help. I hope the so. The franchise. You know I what think, I mean? Like, I think the franchise is dying. Yeah, it is for sure. I've got, I've got friends of mine that watch it and they stop watching. And, and I don't really understand why what happened in the season premiere of season seven, was it? Caused yeah. that much of a discontent with the show. I know Don, my friend who we've had on. Yeah. Um, he expressed his issues with it. Uh, yeah, the violence was a little over the top. and But, I mean, it's a zombie show. There's going to be... And where were they going to go? But yeah, there. And really, the... You know what I mean? And, and I showed him the, the frames in the comic where Negan kills Gwen. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, in the comic, he only kills Gwen. Abraham was dead long before that. But the fact, I guess, that he killed two people... I thought it was a bit excessive, but that's the story. That's the way they adapted it. 
um, that wasn't enough to get me off the show. It's the other stuff where just something's missing. And the thing is, I, I what I think part of it is, is that I never liked the, the zombie genre before. I never, yeah. I thought, I never, I thought those zombie movies were basically really stupid. <laughs> and they're for people that like all those slasher films. Like, I don't know if you remember that slew of them in the eighties. Yeah, like Bloody Valentine, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and then of course <laughs> Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, and of yeah. course I like the Nightmare on Elm Street ones because Freddy Krueger made me laugh. I have some nostalgia still, even for uh, the the Michael Myers and the <sighs> um, what's the other uh, the what, Jason, but like yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, but it's it's for a very specific. I, sort of nostalgia thing for me. Like, as movies, I can admit they're not great. Especially, you know, like the first one or two maybe of each franchise. But, like, right. after that, they just got bad. You know, I went to school. I went to high school in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Dating myself, of course. And those were when those movies were coming out. And I remember all, all my my friends and people my age and the class I was in these were like the movies that were cool to watch. And I'm like, I guess I'm not going to be cool then. <laughs> I've never seen even one of Halloween or Friday the 13th and a, a complete, uh, the stuff I've watched, I'm like, this is stupid. The guy's like indestructible. And he always yeah. happens to, I'm just like, I can't do it. It's just ridiculous. It's just to watch a bunch of, well, of girls get cut, cut up with a knife. The first one or two, I think, of both of them, they're not indestructible. There's actual reasons why yeah. things happen, and they're just they're really strong, scary guys. They but they're not, like, you know, crazy. They made like fourteen of these. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Friday I mean, the Thirteenth Part Thirteen, and then they made another Friday the Thirteenth, like two thousand. Yeah. And there was Jason goes to space, and he's in like a, yeah, <laughs> a that's spaceship. The one. That's the one. The one that it's they like, made in the two. Th- I'm like, good god. That, what? And the only reason I like Friday uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is because the guy made me laugh. Robert England made me laugh. Yeah, but Freddy's they made to... a new one with uh, the guy that played the um, Rorschach on the Watchmen. Jackie Earl Haley. I yeah. never actually saw it, but I, I heard it was Yeah, I got good reviews, but I just no interest in that. And that's why I never liked the, the, the zombie genre. I finally saw Night of the Living Dead, like maybe oh four or five years ago. Actually, I only saw it too, like probably about the same and time. And I thought, I don't know, my father in going, yeah, my father in law is saying he still thinks it's a great movie now. And he saw it when it was originally in the theater. And I'm going, I thought it was like one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen. It was just bad acting and it, you know, why? I realize that's the one that started it all off, but that's like when I hear George Romero doesn't like. The Walking Dead. I'm like, so what? I thought your movies sucked. <laughs> well, the thing with The Walking Dead is it, it it makes sense that eventually it would lose people because they had to pretty much completely change what it was in the first few seasons because as things develop, you know, it can't just be a leisurely soap opera with zombies around. Like it has to, there has to be something else there. There has to be crazy guys, uh, you know, amassing an army and saying, we're taking half your shit. Or like, you know, guys that pretend they're kings, these big personalities, you oh, know, yeah, like, no, I, I, that, that stuff has to come out. That's fine. Um, the thing is, I think what the problem that happened was why I liked The Walking Dead, because I didn't initially watch The Walking Dead when it came on. I happened to uh, come across, they were running the season one marathon just before yeah. season two started. And I thought, all right, I'll give this a shot. And I thought it wasn't half bad because what I liked about it was it wasn't about the zombies. Because when I saw it, I'm like, I don't know how the hell they're going to keep that going every week because that'll get yeah. boring. Yeah. But it was about the people and the, the zombies were like the background. They were the scenery. And mm-hmm. the stuff about the people was very interesting, I thought, and compelling. And that's why I never really mind... Uh, character development episodes too much yeah because i think they're important and that's what to me is interesting about the story and the book is that it's really about the human interactions and the the survivors and the zombies are just part of the background they're an essential part of the story but they're like you know 
part of the elements. Yeah. The stuff about the, the problem, I think, with The Walking Dead is that the stuff about the people has now become less interesting than the zombies. And so that's why I think I've kind of gone down on the main show because I used to really be compelled by the, the story of the characters. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just because something didn't work with the way they adapted All Out War that it just didn't feel the same as the story as I experienced in the book. And it will be different, but I found that the interaction between the characters, or at least, or, or even even better, the, the battle of wills between Rick and Negan mm-hmm. to be far more interesting and compelling than the way it went down between Andrew Lincoln and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I felt like they tried it and they kind of missed the mark, but yeah, something didn't work. And yeah, I thought Jeffrey Dean Morgan's performance as Negan is phenomenal. It's different than Negan in the book. And in many ways, much more realistic because Negan comes off like a lot of times in the book, like a standard comic book villain with these overly verbose soliloquies. Yeah. That takes so much time that the people sneak up on him before he's done talking. <laughs> yeah. But now, on Fear the Walking Dead, particularly season four, and even season three, the story of the characters is much more interesting to me than it was in season two when I was like, I could barely get through it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I, the addition of Morgan is good, but that's not, that's not the sum total of why it's better. Because Morgan is just as annoying in some ways on here with his don't kill and we need to change and all that crap. Yeah. As he was on the main show. It's not Morgan only that makes it more interesting because in many ways, Morgan still has all those annoying traits about we need to not kill and blah, blah, blah. Uh, But it's the evolution of the characters we know and the addition of the three new main characters, Jenna Elfman, Garrett Dillhunt and Maggie Grace. Mm hmm which really have made for compelling new characters and they're, they're very well done, especially Maggie Grace's character. She's, she's, as she says, she's got layers. And I just was, I think it, it works out really well. And it's, the story is, is really good too. And then they've, you've had uh, the characters that have died. Unexpected, mm-hmm. completely unexpected. Um, one of them that... I never thought would die dies in C- in episode three. Wow. And then of course, as you guys mentioned, Madison has her demise later on, uh, which uh, you've already spoiled that. So I don't feel bad spoiling it again. Yes. But I didn't know how it happened, but the way it happens is let's just say um, sort of was reminiscent of Deanna. Oh, I thought it was it was a really noble and and you know how we complained about what happened with Fish Mooney at the end of season one of Gotham, that it was an end that didn't really respect the character. Mm -hmm. I thought the way that they wrote the way what happened with Madison was a perfect. Really respected the importance of the character and what she was about. Yeah, I agree. uh, But we'll get to that. Gary and I had started actually recording recaps of season three or earlier this year, but we both got very busy. So uh, we did, we're going to do them two episodes at a time per, per recap episode. So we, I think we made it through the first four and then just didn't have time to do any more. Yeah, sounds about right. I was working three jobs at the time and I'm down to two now and eventually we'll go back to one, but that's our goal is to to go back and do those because it is much better and I think we can resume it. But unfortunately, we won't be able to do it while the show is on. They're already up to, they've already completed 14 of the 16 episodes of season four. So there's two left and then the season's over. So we won't be able to get to that clearly before Walking Dead comes on. So yeah, we'll probably sure. start putting those out probably during the hiatus uh, of season of season nine of The Walking Dead, which is a good segue 
and what our expectations are. You know, because judging by, and you guys talked about the Comic-Con trailer, mm-hmm. which I thought was, was interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm done on the show, but I was like, okay, this is interesting, but I'm worried. Me too. On further reflection, maybe, you know, in the fact, it obviously highlights that the primary conflict is going to be between the people. They're kind of tearing apart the harmony in the group or most of the harmony where you got Rick is kind of against Daryl and they're against Maggie. But obviously they are going to introduce the whispers because they've cast somebody to play the alpha when the alpha is the leader of the whispers. Yeah. And that's another thing we were ready to, I already, I must've been a year or so ago. I already typed up, the programming notes to do a recap on volume 22 of the graphic novel. Yeah, that's right. Begins the next chapter after. But since we're about to see that, I'll wait. I kind of been reluctant to do any more of those until the TV episode of it passes. So we don't spoil the TV episode. Although we had done all out war before all out war actually aired. So, um, but Given all the stuff we have to do, we probably won't do that until after at least the first eight. Yeah. But, of course, Carl and Andrea are still alive <laughs> in the book at that point. So um, the story will be somewhat different. So, but yeah. Things are a little different in the books. And I don't recall hearing it, but I remember in your guys' discussion of it, they recalled hearing the people say, where are they? when they saw two of our characters were hiding, trying to hide. Yeah, he said he heard that. I have rewatched that clip a couple times. I didn't notice it. That doesn't mean it's not there. Right. Um, And that would be an interesting twist. That's consistent with the the book, though. Yeah. It's not the characters depicted in the trailer. It's two other characters. Because they set up this common uh, patrol system between the three communities between Alexandria, the hilltop, and um, the kingdom. They set up a common patrol route system to keep the roads safe so people can travel in between the the communities. Mm -hmm. Of course, there was Georgie, who we met, was never introduced in the comic book at that point. That's later, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know anything about the, what's the Commonwealth, I guess you called it, Uh, where they come from. But that, you know, that's another TV adaptation. So hopefully the the human conflict will make the story more interesting. But that, of course, leads us into the other problem. Andrew Lincoln, of course, is leaving. And it's not clear how many episodes he's going to be in after the break. And, of course, um, Lauren Cohan, Maggie, isn't even scheduled to be in any of the episodes after number eight from what I've read. I know she just did a movie, Mile 22, with um, Mark Wahlberg. Hmm. I don't know anything about it. I feel like maybe I've heard the name of that, but I have no idea what it's about. An elite elite American intelligence officer aided by a top secret tactical command unit tries to smuggle a mysterious police officer with sensitive information. I never saw it, but she's in that. So, well, I mean, it's a good idea for her, probably for her career to get out now while she's still pretty young. She can go and, you know, I I believe if I, if I recall, I seem to remember that she was going to be on a TV show but it's not listed here, so... I mean, it's definitely possible. Yeah. You know, she's been on a lot of TV shows. She's been on a hit show now for years as a lead, so I mean, she can probably she, get a show. She's been on that show for seven seasons, this will be. Yeah. It's a pretty good run for anybody. But I just, wonder, I just wonder how the dynamic will be once they're gone. And now, the thing is, just like in Fear the Walking Dead Season 4, they're going to be introducing new characters. True to the main group. These are characters that they encounter at the beginning. And um, one of them is a woman named Magna, I think. And she has her own group that she's traveling with. So I know that they've cast somebody for that role. So I imagine they will become the new leaders in the group, you know, provided the show survives after season nine. I mean, it would be nice to see it to go through season 10. Nice 10, but... True. There was... um. I don't. I think we might have talked about it with uh, Dakota and I. Um, the uh, rumor or speculation going around. I think it was a rumor, um, but supposedly um, 
they were pitching a big deal to Norman Reedus to continue on the show for maybe a two-year contract for $20 million or something you know, big yeah. like that to keep him to make him the lead. Um, but even still, even if you have one strong fan favorite to carry over, you're losing the face of the franchise and your yeah. female lead, basically. You know, you might still yeah. have Carol. Depending. Well, you can. That, I mean, you can kind of. You as long as you have good characters to take it over, you can do that. But I don't know that. I don't know. At least for me, Rick is is essential if you do it right. If you replace him the right way, he's so, not. I just I, like you said, the character interactions have been lacking. We don't really yeah, care. Yeah, that's just anymore. right. And yeah, it's, it's just I don't find them interesting. And it's sort of like Star Wars in the sense that the story is just strong enough not to be overtaken by the special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for The Last Jedi. I don't know what the hell happened there. <laughs> I hated The Last Jedi. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. And I know Solo did well, but for a Star Wars movie, it didn't. So I Yeah, Solo they... like, was enough to make money, I think, but not yeah. good. <laughs> I know that they, they put on hold the other stuff they had in the pipeline. So a Boba Fett origin story and a, yeah. and a Jabba the Hutt. Like the fan base has been calling out for a freaking Boba Fett origin story. I didn't know about Jabba the Hutt, but I, I knew they were, uh, heard they were talking about um, uh, some sort of young uh, Obi-Wan franchise that you and McGregor oh, yeah, maybe that he that. wants to come back. I uh, please. They're really just milking this thing too much. Yeah. One of the things that made Star Wars really um, anticipated was that you got a movie every three years. Well, that's the thing. Committing to one a year every year is a lot. And I realize they have to make back the billions that they spent acquiring it, but they're they're really... I mean, Rogue One was a good story, and they did really good with it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't... I was going to go see Solo, and then the reviews came out. I'm like, nah. Yeah, I'll they made a mess wait. out of it from what I've heard. Well, well so... Anyway... <laughs> Um, I, I hope that they, whatever they do with the conflict between the communities, they do it well and they sort of really bring it to a head where they all kind of become enemies for a little while anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of like Captain America Civil War in that yeah. frame where Captain America and Iron Man become adversaries, but it's that they're like forced into it. We'll see. I hope they can do it right. Me too. I imagine that if that happens, it's then over. It, it's then ended, and they'll come back together because of the whispers. We'll see. But I'm wondering at what point can they keep introducing a villain that's worse because they're bigger? <laughs> yeah. You know, sure. really, they got each each stage, and they get a villain that's bigger. You know, they had um, you know Woodbury, mm-hmm. and then the uh, termites. And then uh, the cops, <laughs> that wasn't really yeah. clear. I mean, that was just that stupid Beth storyline. Yeah. <laughs> and then the saviors, who were the biggest one yet. And then they've got this group of, of people that sort of roam the countryside in a huge herd, pretending to be a huge herd, I guess. Kind of spoiling that a little bit, but I mean, it's been in the book for six years now yeah five or six years i think i think uh all our war ended in like 2013 in the book and then they started the rest of it like you know yeah four years ago so Mm. anyway uh i hope that they do it well because they really need to do something i mean they've changed the whole production lineup scott gimple is not going to be like the grand vizier over the entire franchise hmm and they've got a new showrunner on both. Uh, I think David Erickson's still the showrunner on Fear the Walking Dead. I might be wrong about that, but Walking Dead's getting a new showrunner. So I hope that helps. And, you know, if they keep doing what they're doing with Fear the Walking Dead, I think it'll surpass in interest The Walking Dead, which is a shame because there's so much more of a developed story for... Uh, the Walking Dead than there is Fear the Walking Dead, but maybe that's why it works better because they're not adapting it from anything, and they're yeah. developed directly for TV. So, all right, you have anything else? No, I mean I think we pretty much covered it. I just hope like 
we've said that they get back to making the characters really interesting and that we actually care about them. Um, and they can do that within pretty much any framework they want. They just got to make a good story and make us care again. Exactly. Making us care again would be a good start. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, yeah. I've been, I told people, like I've said here, that a lot of the reason I was still watching because we do the podcast. And I like the yeah. podcast more than I like to watch the show. <laughs> that since the podcast is about the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, in any event, we look forward to recapping Fear the Walking Dead and getting those out in a few months. So, but yeah. We're a little bit behind because we didn't recap them when they were on, but that's because we didn't want to watch it before. But uh, I'm hoping it's good. I think they've been renewed for season five. It's amazing. I Fear the Walking Dead is already on season five. Isn't it? It's crazy. I mean, shit. Remember we were talking about it coming on soon? <laughs> yeah. That's not too I, long ago. Yeah, I know. When we really and we really liked season one, which was just six episodes, but really liked it. I wonder if they're ever gonna say how it happened. I don't know. Probably they haven't not. really gotten in depth on it. I mean, probably not because that'll kind of ruin the mystery. I mean, they did that to a degree in Z Nation, mm. uh, but you know that was in the last episode of season one. Mm. So, and of course, I haven't watched anything. I don't know if that's still on, but it went out like four seasons. Which, I don't, as far as I know, it's not still on, but I haven't really nah. looked. You know, what a shame. Yeah. Here, baby, baby. That was funny. <laughs> I thought. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Remember to leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at TWDD at TWDPodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash walking dead podcast. And you can give us a call on our voicemail line at five, six, one, five, zero, one, one, four, eight, three. Anyway, there's never been a better time to be a nerd. So stay safe, you know, any place you happen to be at. If you can <laughs> provide cover, whether it's a curb or a doorway, you know, whatever. You know, I just have a hard time coming up with city names, which is ridiculous because there's like a million to choose from. Yeah, just pick one. The one I picked that was thinking today was Yemassee, South Carolina. But, oh, I've used that before. <laughs> okay, stay safe, Hardyville, South Carolina, which is just a few miles up the road from Yemassee. There There's a Hardy's there too. Is there? Yes, it's right near the the Savannah River, which is the border between South Carolina and Georgia. I know because I've driven it a million times when I was stationed in South Carolina on All my right. way home to West Palm Beach. Yeah, hmm. so wake up. Anyway. <laughs> See you back here for our next episode. Hike. EK. Exactly. <laughs>